Get ready for the greatest roast of all time. The Roast of Tom Brady. A Netflix live event happening May 5th. Hosted by Kevin Hart, the seven-time world champion gets his cleats held to the fire by famous friends and frenemies on an unforgettable night where everything is fair game. Tune in on May 5th at 5 p.m. Pacific time for The Roast of Tom Brady, live only on Netflix. You ready? Showtime. On May 3rd, summer starts with The Fall Guy. What are you doing later? Let's drink a spicy margarita. Make some bad decisions. Yes! Audiences are falling in love with the most entertaining film of the year. Fall guy. Fall guy. Fall guy. That's what the poster said. See Ryan Gosling and Emily Blunt in the movie critics say exists to make you happy. Trying to make it out? Nope. Because I don't either. It's not what I'm into right now. What are you into? Talking. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the Fall Guy. Only in theaters May 3rd. Read it PG-13. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Everybody, Russ and my hammers eleven. Hope you're all safe and well. That's what's important. Um, if you're new to the channel, please consider subscribing, hitting the bell icon, so you may know every time we put new content on. As always, we'd like to thank our lovely channel sponsors, Untuck It. Check them out in the description below. Today's guest. Oh, he's been very, very uh, flexible, which I appreciate. It's, uh, it's Johnny McManus. Hi, Johnny. How are you, man? Hey, how's it going, Ross? How's things? Yeah, not bad, not bad. Life's just like getting a bit hectic at the moment with homeschooling and everything else. But yeah, uh, apart it's from that, a bit of a crazy world at the minute. It is. How are you, man? How are you in this weird world we live in now? Yeah, yeah, I'm all good. I'm, I'm, I'm working away, so it hasn't really affected. I'm out in the general public, so yeah, we just keep going and hope we can get back over to Stratford as soon as possible. You know, That's yeah, what I, yeah. I hope is. <laughs> yeah, exactly. I don't know when that'll be. Maybe next season, I think, now, but it looks a bit John to us, mate. Um, but uh, how is everything over there? You know, because obviously different areas and, and different restrictions and stuff like that. Obviously, we talked yeah, to lots of American so, guys. What's it like over there, man? Yeah, it's a bit funny because I'm actually on the, on right on the border, so between yeah. the north and south of the island. So it's just uh, the fact that two, uh, five mile out the road, it's uh, the Northern Ireland rules, and then in here it's the Southern Ireland rules. So it's a bit funny, but numbers are a bit scary, you know, for such a small population. But uh, hopefully people have common sense and we'll uh, get all sorted soon, you know. But that's, I think, it's a big thing of common sense. If we had common sense, we could be okay. <laughs> yeah, I think if and I think if we'd had common sense, we would have probably. Probably done a lot sooner, to be honest. Um, yeah, I think it's uh, it's a frustrating time, isn't it? When you see some people have different, you know, in like it's even now. It's like I was talking. I was talking to a guy the other day, and he was saying how you know, like a year ago, when you saw like even before then, you know, on the train, you see sort of the um, mainly sort of the Japanese tourists with the face masks and stuff, and you're thinking, God, look at those, look yeah. at those idiots. Yeah. And now anyone who doesn't wear a mask, you look at it again. Look at that idiot! You know, it's totally, totally gone three sixty now, isn't it? But uh, exactly. 
Yeah, it's not good. It's not good. But hey, hey ho, hey. And obviously, um, do you still do the the the, the kids? Or you did? Do you still do the, the yeah, coaching so, the kids? Yeah, I've been, uh, we under twelve soccer team. So unfortunately, now it's actually put off now. So yeah. I, I don't know when we'll be back. It's a pity because with the, with the young lads out, and they love it. And uh, we won game, and then we trained for thirteen weeks without a game. You know, so <laughs> it's, it's hard and kids. But the only thing is, it was keeping them sort of seeing uh, getting out of the house one night a week for a bit of exercise and keeping them going but i uh, will get them back out in fairness they're a great group i was keeping in touch with them there making sure that they're watching the football on television and keeping up the tune so you know uh, yeah. talk, look we'll get them back out soon enough when it's yeah <laughs> yeah a friend of mine is is, is a similar kids uh, you know coaches kids and yeah they were trying to do i mean the, the first lockdown was easier because you could go outside into the garden a bit couldn't you and the yeah. weather wasn't too bad so he was doing like little you know little challenges for them all to do and and now it's like well like four o'clock you know it's just it's, it's, it's horrible it's absolutely horrible but uh yeah and obviously uh you're a golf man as well so what's the yeah, golf course situation like out there because obviously uh, in, 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 it's, it's London, actually yeah. it's closed so it is yeah so yeah. um it was funny so with the uh, the south was open so all the northern golfers was coming to the south and then the south closed and they're all going to the north but now everything's <laughs> just completely gone but uh, everyone's gone so it is but yeah i think look as i say uh, it, it, people is getting frustrated but i think now we just sort of uh, say realize that look at let's just face this out for a couple of more months yeah. and if it means you know that everything can go back to semi-normal you know we will we, we'll take it you know yeah i know i know i think yeah i've i've put a pin in easter i think easter hopefully is is hopefully. yeah hopefully you think so i mean there was a couple of million people in the uk they've already vaccinated and stuff like that and um but but regardless of that johnny obviously west ham are keeping us entertained you know so <laughs> it's the west ham way in it there's no no fucking and, and, and winning <laughs> i know i know and, and there's and there's like a, a grit about us at the moment, you know, like an old school, old school team. At F, I mean, obviously the Stockport game the other day, um, you know, West Ham of old would have lost and have lost those types of games, isn't it? So yeah. um, I'm always a half glass full type bloke. And so even though we hadn't, you know, we just beaten a national league side one nil, you know, you always try and take the positives and the positives are that, you know, there's, there's progression there in terms of us putting off these results and, uh, Absolutely. yeah, Moisey, he seems to have, uh, has got a tune out of him and, you know, obviously cut the game to come up now. This, this would go out after the Burnley game. Uh, yeah, this is probably actually probably even before the West. Yeah, it's West Brom's on the Tuesday, isn't it? Yeah, so anyway, so hopefully uh, six points. Hopefully, or if not, let yeah. me just in case, just in case. Oh, two draws. What a shame. Um, oh, we, we lost both games. I can't believe it, Johnny. Right, anyway, we're covered now, so it doesn't matter. <laughs> <laughs> but hopefully, you know, a couple of wins and, uh, and then roll on Saturday. Obviously, this will come out in the week. So on the, the Saturday, we've got Doncaster in the cup. So. But I think I think that, that that's the bit that's the big difference, you know. Uh, like this time rolled back twelve months ago. I know we're we're in a bad position, but uh, you wouldn't have been confident of winning any game. Now, no. th- Wednesday morning, well, I do, and I think many others, you fully expect to wake up with six points. Yeah, do you know, and that's that's mad from a West Ham fan to be saying, you know, we're fully confident. Like, you know, yeah. so ho- hopefully, as I said, I don't know what David's doing with them, but all credit where it's due, he has got yeah. them playing some ball. Yeah, exactly. I mean, it's like, I think, honestly, I think we're at this, this season, I've said it now, we are the, I think we're the perfect cup team this season. I really do. Because I fancy us against anyone. 
Yeah, anyone on a one-off game. You know what I mean? Um, particularly Corning, like, you go, go on, mate. I, I still think like I was putting it out on Twitter and advice be coming back to me thinking I'm mad. Like if you look at the Palace game, Palace and Brighton, we probably there's mm. four points we we should have had. I, I that's what I hope the board do now. If they want turn around and support it, Maisie. And says, look, who do you want? Look what he's done with his signings already. Yeah, fifth, sixth isn't impossible. Do you know? That's uh, not. You know, there's four points. We would have been what top four, maybe fifth at the minute if we yeah. had had them extra. You know, it was a blip, but it's, uh, I wouldn't. Uh, either we're going to finish sixth or fifth, or we'll have a cup run, and that, that mm. that's my prediction. And I. Yeah, no, I think so. I think so. It's just typical. It's just going to be typical West Ham that we're going to get to an FA Cup final this year, know, and man. there'll be no bugger there. <laughs> and it's just like that. It's the West Ham way, Johnny. Isn't it? We, we've yeah. we've done it for too long, far too long to uh, to know that you know that's that's typical West Ham. You know, when he's got this tune out of these teeth, and that's what I like about our team. We don't seem to just. I think Gonzo did a video the other day saying we don't seem to just lie down. You know, it's like again, team our teams of old. You know, you know, if we've gone one nil down, the chances are we'll lose three nil. Um, so that like that, you mentioned that Brighton game again. It's the same thing. We'd have lost that game, and yeah, we got a point out of it. So. With us. Yeah. It's, a, it's a funny, funny game at the minute. But yeah, but the whole thing's the whole season's funny, isn't it? It's, it's as you yeah. said, like a couple of wins here, a couple of wins there, and you're in the top four. And it's like, what? It's like when Spurs were top, and they're like, oh, we're going to win the league, and we knew they were going to do a Spurs and and not. But um, yeah. It's, it just seems a team that's going to put a decent run in. They're going to be the poor ones who are going to win the league, and it's yeah, like that's that's the biggest thing. Yeah, whoever goes now after Christmas and can get yeah. a bit of form, you know, yeah. through through Easter, as you say, that mm. time's crucial. You know, like you seen City there play last night, and you just know that they have it. You know, it's mm. going to be a good three way. I think between them, United and Liverpool, you know, for the mm-hmm. titles. But hopefully. It, Hopefully we're up there challenging closely. Yeah, why not? Why not? We got a <laughs> dream. What else yeah. are we gonna do, Johnny? We, don't, we can't go out of our house or anything. Might as well dream exactly. of dream. dream of top four. <laughs> yeah, but I think also with with the world, the crazy world we live in, uh, you know, a team can be completely, you know, capitu- capitu- capitulated. Yeah, capitulated <laughs> in 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 a, in a space of a, a round of COVID testing, yeah. and then either they have to have the game postponed, you know, obviously like the Villa game, fair play, you know, you had to postpone that game. They haven't trained, you know, because yeah. of that. But still, it's like, or, you know, it can, it can all change so quickly. And that's two weeks. And, you know, if, if someone's self-isolating for two weeks now, um, I know Danny Ings was self-isolating, you know, he's, he's he trains on Friday. But he was fortunate in that they didn't really have a game. So he was lucky, yeah, you know, he caught it at the right time. Yeah. If you caught it in like a period like now where we've got three games coming up, you're, you know, that's, that's bugger, you know, got, I'm, I'm, I'm touching every bit of wood now, but say Declan Rice or, or Thomas oh. Tuchek, why am I, why am I saying it? I don't even know why I'm saying it, but I am. But could you imagine? Yeah, but... it's, it's the same for every team though. Every team's in the same yeah. boat though. But the only thing is, is, as you look at how when we have the COVID in the club, do you know, when Mizey was gone, the general yeah. was gone, or sorry, Diop was gone, the general came in, the way we even reacted to that mm. was, it wasn't was West Ham. Do you know, we would have crumbled, <laughs> yeah. we lost a few players. It's an you obvious know, excuse, We, we got yeah. stronger, you know? Yeah. So it's, it's, it, was, it, it, it is, it's just funny, like, what I look at. Yeah. The thing is, we, we're not used to it as well. As, as fans, are we? We're not used to having, like, doing something all right and we're playing okay and, you know, there's not really much to moan about on the pitch. Um, and so we don't know how to cope. We just, it's, it's really it's weird. Mad. 
It's like as it, Deirdre like has me. I'm sitting in front of the television and January she says, "Is what's West Ham structures this week?" And I'd say we're playing three o'clock Saturday. So generally speaking, six o'clock she knows that she can't talk to me for the rest of the evening. And yeah. like now we're able to go and do the shopping on Saturday evening, and I'm as happy as Larry. <laughs> you know, she's like, "What's going on here?" <laughs> you you know? do you set a big shot with a smile on your face. That's what I like. No, it's yeah. uh yeah, it's good, man. Right, okay. Um. First question, Johnny, he says, um, I'm getting back 10 minutes. I'm getting quite better. Um, is uh, why West Ham? Why West Ham? I'm, I'm not detecting a Cockney twang. No, no, accent. no, no, no. Uh, so me, it was me, my dad's actually West Ham. So he is as well. Um, my, dad, my dad's mom, my granny, was a sports mad. And whole rule in the house, we had seven boys. Every one of them was brought to the local sports store. And it was 20 mile away at the time on a bus and they were allowed to pick whatever jersey they uh, they wanted or that was up in the top rack but the rule was and she made every one of them stick by it and still to this day they all support the same team whatever jersey you go for that's it for life yeah, wow there's, there's no changing yeah <laughs> so uh, like there's uh, there's United's there's Leeds, yeah. there's Chelsea, and well, and then Daddy's the youngest. Daddy's West Ham. So oh, yeah, and yeah. it was the West Ham colours he went for. I think I'm not sure. He, he can't really fully mind whether the crest was on it, but you know, it could have been just a, a, a just a T-shirt, you know. But it was a sports top, and it represented the Clarendon Blue, and oh. it, that was him, West Ham, forever. Then. Oh, I love that! I love that. Yeah. Poor bugger, they'd run out of all the Liverpool shirts, and yeah. you know, mate, poor bugger. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> you know it's funny how there's things like that. It's incredible how many how many people you talk to doing this doing this sort of thing, and you ask them their their story, and it is that sort of and I say it quite a lot that sliding doors moment. I mean, he, he could have walked in and someone could have yeah. bought that last jersey, and you could have picked up a Tottenham shirt, and then well, I feel re- I'd feel really sorry for you, John. <laughs> but it's true, isn't it? And it's it's yeah, weird. It's... You know, some blokes. There was one I can't remember who it was, but he he was watching match of the day when he was like seven, and his granddad said, "Oh, who do you support?" And he looked up, and it was when I support that one, and it was West Ham, and it, you know, it could have been Man City or West Brom or whatever. It's um, it's crazy. And then obviously. Because your dad picked claret and blue, yeah. Therefore, that was your lineage. That was so, so then, yeah. So I, I came along, and then a few, a right few years later, after him paying his um, after him getting his first jersey. So uh, I was born in nineteen ninety, and straight away the first outfit I had on me was claret and blue. But uh, I suppose it was for dad. Then he was the youngest in the house, and it was yeah. funny. It became an identity for him growing up because yeah. there was an age gap in the house. But Granny was sports mad, and she decided she'd support the team that uh, the youngest of the house is supporting too. <laughs> so it was funny. So as, yeah, but uh, then I came along and then dad actually worked in London during, uh, before I was born. So it made him a wee bit stronger, you know, with the links and that. And uh, then I came up, yeah. And then uh, I came along in 1990 and buying West Ham had another fan. Like I, I say, I come from a rural town and there's maybe only 1500 people in it, you know? So yeah, so it was to say, the West Ham crest, like everybody, Everybody knows me. There might, there yeah. might know. It's just, it's oh, there's the West Ham by the yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. That's exactly yeah. Brilliant. So it is, yeah. It's a, uh, but um, thank. I suppose it's fun. It's funny as in terms of when we go over now, we've great friends over in London, and mm. uh, like they're still amazed by how can these two boys from this wee small town in Ireland, you know, be yeah. such big West Ham fans? It, it's yeah. crazy that way, like you know. So it is. No, I get that, and, and it's it's true. And, and as I said, I, every time I interview someone outside outside of outside of 
Essex, eh? so Essex and London, for example. You know, it, it always astounds me how fanatical they are because, yeah. you know, I mean, to be honest, you, 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 your dad picked a funny colour and, and because of that, you know, you, you've had this lifetime of misery where we haven't won anything. <laughs> And but still, you're as passionate as anything. And yeah. you know, and if it's same with the the guys like we have, like guys from Australia who get up at like half four in the morning to watch a game, or do a, like a YouTube watch along, or you know, same as like Las Vegas and the other side yeah. as well, the Indian Hammers, and you know, it's 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 the whole thing is mental. It really has given me this new appreciation of West Ham, the fan base, and how just huge it is. I mean, you know, as you said, you know, as you said, your 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 London friends you know, your West Ham London friends, you know, can't, can't really understand why you two are. <laughs> you yeah, yeah, that's my, I, mean, I suppose I, I was very lucky in terms of, like my first game was 1988. It was, uh, I was like, and I was funny actually talking about the colours. It was actually against Aston Villa. So, oh, was, yeah, <laughs> and uh, it was, uh, it was a nil-nil, right, 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 Ian Wright's uh, score, but it was actually, it was offside. So it was nil-nil, you know, but it's, I've been now to maybe 30, 40 games you know, and yeah. and home home and away, and I suppose once you get over when when you start going to the eight, it gets even stronger. You know, of an interest, as I say, like I can probably remember every game I ever watched. You know, if you name something out of it, as so it it does, yeah. it builds you up. Once you're further away from something, it it gets closer to you. If that makes mm. sense, yeah, yeah, way, you know, totally, yeah, you know, uh, but yeah, look, it's it's great. Like I say, it, I I love being. Yeah, that unique f- football supporter that doom and gloom but look we'll always look on the right side you know yeah. but it's a funny story for you like uh, the playoff the playoff final uh, against Blackpool so uh, I used to be I was brutal at school so anyway but uh, the turn around and I'd always be looking for a day off you know to go here or go there or something so anyway playoff final was on Monday so we wouldn't have got the bank holiday because it, it's an English bank holiday yeah. Yeah. so that was right so anyway Sunday evening came said to dad right can i get the note for school i need to get off and he's like oh i don't i don't think your your mother's allowing you to come home you know to after three o'clock and i thought he was only joking and a long story short she wasn't so i went off to school the next morning no note wondering what was i going to do so daddy says to me whatever you do make sure you're in in the pub for the kickoff so i was all right so and i turned around i said what i'm going to do with this lucky enough there was a a teacher uh, I'm not going to name any names because they're still teaching. They probably shouldn't have done it. <laughs> I, I went to the teacher and I knew that this they were subbing in a school that evening. Uh, at, at, they were leaving at half twelve. So I went and explained my position. And they're like, no, we're not allowed, you know, anybody underage, you know, to be bringing home or blah, blah, blah. And I said, look, I'll sit in the back seat. I just need to go and watch West Ham win the FA Cup final. That's it. You'll not never hear the. You'll never hear the story again. So anyway, thank God he uh, brought brought me to the bar. Went in, I had to change of clothes, put on the West Ham top, and then sat and we watched the playoff final. We thank God. We Love it. It sounds like almost like something like um from one of those sort of uh, spy movies. You know, you were sort of you know just huddled in the back of a coat over you, crouched in the back seat. Yeah, oh, that's exactly yeah. Just uh, links to go in it. It's crazy. I I I just it's. It always astounds me. It always astounds me with the fanaticism of a West Ham fan. As you said, we're we're a funny bunch of, of fans, and um, you know, as I said, but by and I think actually, as a bunch, I think you know, thinking about it, we we've we've coped quite well with the whole COVID situation as as a group because we're used to this. We're used to this sort of disappointment. We're used yeah. to you know, we're oh, used to this. 
do you know what I mean? In a sort of a weird way, yeah. we've actually, I think, personality-wise, I think, you know, we're probably quite set up, you know, to be quite, we always pull together, we get involved, as you said, you're obviously on, on Twitter quite a lot, and you see how everyone, someone's struggling, someone else, you say, oh, you know, give us yeah. a call, and stuff like that. It's, um, it's a, uh, yeah, we're a special bunch. We are a special bunch. Yeah, oh. that's, as I say, like, you know, like, we've a, we've a WhatsApp group there from a few Irish Hammers, you know, yeah. I'd have uh, get on very well with a couple of the lads in the Dublin Hammers that travel over, like, and, uh, as say like what John o there a great man so he is seven years of age West Ham is life you know it came to his it was his birthday there me and John was only met twice had a few pints stayed over for one of the matches I sent him a bottle of whiskey do you know things like that you know just purely West Ham you know and that's it that's it's different when you go like I I leave here now so if I was going to West Ham in the morning yeah. I'd leave home at about quarter to four so it it takes me to about two and two and a half hours to get to Dublin. So yeah. then you're talking then about six o'clock when you're there, or and then you're generally on the eight o'clock flight, and then I'm coming back to the door if we do a day trip that night at half one. Do you know? So when you're building up relationships with people that you know, you know that you're going to be spending the whole day with and the whole yeah. lot. Of, it's it, it's great that you know you have people there. You you know you can meet and you can you might only you might see them once a month or yeah. you might see them once a year, but it's yeah. like a best friend. For the day you know every day compared to united and liverpool i i say i I've, I've no time for liverpool after what stevie gerrard did to us you know <laughs> that's just like i i've cried very few times in my life thank god but uh, like and but most of them actually has been in the wee bar in newtown butler where me and my dad watched the matches liverpool fa cup final getting relegated against birmingham and losing the playoff final against crystal palace you know but i i'd, I'd hate to be united or liverpool because that, you know they've this big identity but they've actually between themselves they know they've no identity that we have you know yeah and that's right i think someone said to me the other day um you know would you like to win the league or you know be like man city and i don't think i really would to be honest no. i think it would just lose our our personality as a club you know and um yeah. yeah we 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 you know look in the face of adversity that's what we always do at west ham and, yeah. and i think actually there's something special about that. You know, the fact is we are always, you know, the underdog and we are always looking in the first, and we know something's going to fuck up and we know that's going to happen. Exactly. I mean, you know, when your war song is about things fading and dying, you know, you're, you're onto a good thing already, really, to be perfectly honest. But uh, yeah, I know what you mean. It's, uh, it's, 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 as I said to someone, someone once said um, that, you know, their son was when they were young, was sort of wavering, might want to be a Liverpool fan and stuff like that, but he made him stay as a West Ham fan because it was character building. And it is. It's character it is, building. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. It's like my, my daughter, she knows what's going on. She will say, she once said to me, she, oh, when she was, I mean, she's eight now, but she must have been about six or six, five or six. And she said, oh, daddy, West Ham aren't very good, are they? So I used to come in and, you know, yeah. kick, not kick the dog, but yeah, the dog then, but, yeah, you know, yeah. yeah and you know take off series link on on match the day and stuff like that you know that day and she was like oh that's them aren't very good i said no they're not that they're not florence they aren't very good today but tomorrow they might be and when they are good tomorrow i'll enjoy it more because it, i don't get it every day yeah. you know if you if you have if you have a, a, a you know a, a ribeye a beautiful ribeye steak every day you'll get sick of it and that, that's the way I see it. So I just like steak once a week. That's all I do, you know. <laughs> along, with three, along with three pints. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah, that's all, that's, that's all I ask. That's all I ask in, a, in, a, in my lifetime. But yeah, it's um, it, it's very, very true. But um, 
what I was going to do, obviously, we're going to do that, that Hammers 11, Johnny. So, obviously, everyone yeah. we have on the channel, um, we ask them to do their Hammers 11. Um, the only rule, I mean, you can pick whoever you want, but the only rule is you have to be alive to a scene on play. That's the only rule. Now, I think Irish Tommy tried to do an Island 11. Um, he did all right. He did all right. He did put Declan Rice in. I'll be honest. Because te- <laughs> it's a fair, it's a spare of the day too. <laughs> yeah, to be honest, he, yeah, exactly. Uh, and afterwards, someone went, someone gave him like he couldn't think of oh, what was it? I think it was. I think he put one centre back in. He couldn't think of another one, and everyone sort of piled in afterwards. You know, on, on all the comments on the YouTube afterwards, which is quite funny. Yes. But whoever you want, man, whatever criteria, but you have to be alive yeah. to a scene and play. That's the only rule it is in place, Johnny. So, um, right, let me get my bit of paper out because I like to make yeah. notes. Um, right, okay, so. Who is going in goal for the McManus uh, 11? Uh, very, very tough call. Uh, I was going to go for Rykjaer because he actually only lives 20 minutes d- down the road, so he does. If you see him, tell him. I'm, 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 I'm trying to message him on Instagram because I want him to come on. Because, yeah, oh, yeah, you can touch him. In fairness, yeah, call, actually, before the FA Cup semi-final, he was home injured and uh, I went down and met him and he gave me a load of sane gear and all that. He's a top guy, yeah. He's yeah, yeah, he is. But uh, unfortunately, he might be a nice fella, but we're going to go for Shaka Hislop. Oh, Shaka. Yeah. Lovely bloke, Shaka. Yeah, so first game I'd call he was, and then I suppose, you know, he, he went away and then he came back. And he was, you know, he, he was always a good, strong, solid, you know, fixture, you know, because we, we, we've had a good day. We've always had either a good, decent keeper or other real dodge. You know, there's always been a dodging somewhere in between, you know, and then I was looking over him, so you'd, you'd him and James and Robert Green, but no, we're going to go for his love. I think your mic's gone, mate. I'm back. <laughs> you, won't, you won't fucking believe what I did. All right, I think I've just figured it out. I've unplugged everything. I put my book on my on my uh, on my keyboard, and I think I've pressed F four from YouTube. <laughs> like, I'm literally plugging every. I said I can hear myself. And it. Anyway, don't worry. We're going to edit all that out. Um, I might keep a bit in because I'm a I'm a stupid idiot. But anyway, Shaka Hislop. Anyway, Shaka Hislop. Shaka Hislop is the man. He's the man. I love Shaka Hislop. He's such a dude. Um, We've had him on the channel. Uh, he was sweating buckets because his AC was broken in New York. Um, I love him, and I love him because. Uh, but you're talking about you're talking about the big shops and things like that. You're doing your big shop. Uh, I used to work when I lived in um, in Loughton in S. Oh, we live in Holdrick, but we moved to another, another city. Um, I used to work in Safeways, um, and when I was like 16, and on a Friday, Shaka would come in and do his Friday big shop. Oh. And uh, you could see him because he was so tall. Yeah. His head was like over the over the shelves, and you know. But he was a lovely bloke, and uh, yeah, top top man. Good shout. Yeah, I love Shaq. Love Shaq's. As you said, anyone who goes and comes back as well. Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's good. Yeah, you're right with goalkeepers. They're either very good or they're absolutely garbage. We never have sort of okay goalkeepers. Yeah, in the middle. Yeah. Yeah, it's all good. Right, okay. Let's put Shaq's in. Um, yeah. Let's go into defence. You go for it as you want to, man. Yeah, uh, we're going to go well. It's a, it's a bit of a makeshift thing, but it's just to try nice. and get these players in. Uh, Christian Daly. Oh, Christian yeah. Daly. Yes, it oh, doesn't come up very uh, very often. The love of my life. Yes, Christian yeah, Daly. Yeah, th- to think, you know, when you, when you look at it, uh, Sarah, I, say, I, res- I respect any player that stays, you know, 
for a long number of years. And I suppose like, yeah. he was with West Ham for, I can't remember the exact figure, but he was with us for a very, very long time. Mm. And he scored vital goals, you know, when he was there when we went up and he was there when we went down, you know, and that shows a bit of player that he cared about the club, you know, when he, when he was about, you know. Yeah, and also, I mean, I, you know, the fans still love him. He's, he's still, they still sing his song, don't they? Like yeah, on the away yeah. days and stuff. Which, <laughs> you know, the guy hasn't played for us for about 15, 16 years, but we still sing his song. And uh, I always remember with Christian Daly that um, when we'd beaten, uh, it was the first round of, of playoffs, as he said, when we lost to Palace. But after the, the Ipswich game at the Upton Park, he, we gave him the mic and he did this sort of like Mel Gibson-esque Braveheart <laughs> sort of you know Speak. yeah sort of mixed with a bit of winston churchill it was like you know we'd fight them on the beaches type of thing but in this sort of like brave hot accent and it was like yes too right christian obviously then obviously we still lose them to, to palace but um yeah it was uh he's a lovely bloke and as you said he's 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 one of those guys who you're right he was always there with it for us wasn't he he was very dependable as a yeah. defender um and a good captain as well for us um right okay we'll put christian in who is next, Johnny? Uh, we're gonna go for Rio. Rio, Rio. Yeah, uh, t- tough one because he he was there. He well, he he was up and coming star. I suppose he was the first centre half I seen in that game against Villa. Um, I, I'll never forget. It. I know there's not too many. As I said, yeah, there wasn't too many West Ham fans about here. But I was at school, and I think this way all the sticks out of my mind. I was at school. I think it was maybe P six, P seven. I don't forget what year he was sold. But the music teacher Pat McCabe was a West Ham fan as well, and this was mad. Like that, there's another West Ham yeah. fan about. But I'll never forget. He was in the other classroom, but he'd heard on the radio on the way into in into doing the music in the school. So he knocked on the door and he asked, "Can Johnny come outside just for two seconds?" And it was to bring me out to let me know the news that Rio had just been sold to Leeds. <laughs> So you know, and I was I was gutted, you know. But yeah. I think the the reason why I picked Rio was he was he was top class for such a youngster, you know. But then too, people tend to forget the the money you might have been spent always, but actually the money that came in that time for him actually did an awful lot for West Ham. Yeah, going, going down the lane, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Very true. So and, was, and, yeah. and 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 you're right. I mean, I think he's. He was one of those players who, um, obviously, we've, we've interviewed lots of ex-players and stuff as well, and and even at a young age, they knew he was destined for greatness. Yeah. Um, uh, and maybe you know, you know, with hindsight, hindsight rather, um, maybe the leads. You know, we obviously we could have held out onto him for another season a bit and got yeah forty you know, million rather than nineteen exactly, million. Yeah. But uh, yeah, it's and he would have paid for the whole stand as well, which would have been for lovely for him. But uh, yeah, <laughs> but no, he's a top man in there, and he's he's a Rolls Royce, and obviously, you know, him and his brother uh, are, are great guys, and and. And, and still love what still love the club as well, which is yeah, that's a big thing. Like you never hear some of the boys be given out, you know, on that that he's a big United. But he, luckily, he he won a lot at United. He spent a lot of, of years. Yeah. But you've never really, really heard have a bad word about the club, you know, which is always no. you know that. So that's all that sticks out in my mind. You know, he enjoyed his days with Tony Kiar and coming up through the ranks. You know, so definitely he did he did okay for us. Definitely, definitely, and and when when Tony did his his um his hammers eleven, and and he obviously put Rio in and stuff like that, and 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 that was the only time Rio's ever tweeted back on, on one of my tweets with him in it. It was like legend. I was like, okay, well, anyway, Rio, yeah, it's all right. But do you want to come on? And then he, <laughs> a little quiet, but yeah, um, yeah, I love him. He was he was in my he was in my eleven as well. So, uh, right, 
Mr. Rolls Royce, he's in. Who's next then? Do you know? Yeah, uh, this man, Lavrigat, Monday night, Monday night football, sitting up on the wee bar, Newtown Butler, watching this man come off the pitch crying. And it wasn't because he was sent off, it was because he had to go back home to the Czech Republic. Uh, Super Thomas Rafka. <laughs> yeah, bizarre man, isn't he? I think he's one of those. He's one of those funny players who, who just like West Ham and him just worked as a as a duo. I, you know, I think the reason he was crying and and hopefully we, we might get him on soon um, is I don't think everyone anyone's ever sung a song about him. Do you know what I mean? It was like he was at Florentina and and you know when we were singing and everyone was singing Super Tommy's Repka and but it was going for like the whole that second half and. Yeah. It must have been like so emotional to hear your name being well, sung, and but it was cool that night because do you remember uh, that was the night Anton Ferdinand? It was against Fulham on the Monday night. Yeah, we won two one. I remember Anton scored a Wardy, yeah. you know, and it was just one of them perfect nights at Open Park under lights. You know, it was a great way to send him off because he didn't want to go, but just sort of family circumstances and that. Mm-hmm. And it was t- it was the right time probably for him to go. But like you know, a tough tackler give everything when he played for West Ham. You know, yeah, he still he still scares me. He still scares me. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Watch him and I follow him on Instagram. He still scares me. Yeah, even when he like, because we we messaging, because I was trying to get him on the show, and um, even that scares me. Yeah, you know, he, he like, you know, he just texts you like thumbs up or across the irons. I just get scared. It, it comes up on your notifications on your phone. Oh my god, what's he said? <laughs> thumbs up. Okay, what? Well, outside your front door. <laughs> yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. He's in like Czech Republic. He's miles away. But yeah. I still, I still, and you know, we hear some great, great stories from fans who have met him or, you know, got him to sign stuff. And uh, yeah, there's been some funny. Yeah, I think it's Mick Clifford. He he got him to sign one of his shirts it was a czech republic shirt match worn czech republic shirt which thomas wore um but thomas was adamant it wasn't his shirt he was adamant it wasn't his shirt it's not my shirt i didn't play that shirt i played number two but it, it wasn't number, it was his shirt and he had and i think mick actually went because it, it was a, one of the swedish um pre-season trips and he lives in sweden so he went back home got the picture to prove it and gave it to like Sean Byrne, I think, and Don Hutchinson, yeah. and they and apparently they just wound him up and put it like on his breakfast on his plate. And when he came down, apparently he just went absolutely like Ooh, furious <laughs> and like was in his room throwing things. And you can get that sense that he was just like, you know, just if something if, if the apple cart is a little bit tipped one way, that's it. You're actually uh, it, it's 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 null and void in terms of Thomas for the rest of the night. But uh, yeah, no, he's a great he's, he was a great sort of um, servant for West Ham, wasn't he? Um, top man, top man, right? Okay, so we've got Daily Rio Repka. Who's next, man? Yeah, uh, the only one really, uh, from well, there's two from this corner, uh, Aaron Creswell, Mr. 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 Magic Man. There he yeah, is. Yeah, you know, it, 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 he's really torn it around as in terms of yeah. weekend us, he was absolutely flaying, and then he took a dip, he had a bad injury, but now he's coming back, you know, again. And he, he seems from, from following Twitter and seeing all them things. He seems to be a massive, massive character within, mm. you know, the team and within the dressing room. And and like I say, he, he's a worldly of a foot on him. So he does, when he hits, it, it's sweet, you know. Like mm. I suppose sometimes maybe you like to see him go maybe a wee bit more attacking. But I think these this new tactic that Mizey has him, I think it's bringing out. He's just a completely unbelievable player now, you know. Definitely, definitely. I just think also, I think with Aaron, I think it's the nature of the game. The game's changed now, isn't it? It's like when he was when he was younger, so to speak, like you know, five or six years ago. I think he's been here six years now, something like that. Um, 
you know, he was he was young, he was fit, he was fast, he was flying down that wing, um, you know, overlapping the left winger and stuff like that. But then obviously the injury, it hampered his speed a bit, and the game got quicker. It just got quicker, and yeah. and I mean now fullbacks, you know, you look at the fullbacks now, they're you know, they're not they're not like. No disrespect to Mr. Tim Brake, but they're not, I mean, even, they're not Tim yeah. Brake, but they're not like, you know, Stuart Pierce when he's 37, we put a full, you know, left, left back and stuff. You couldn't get away with that now. Um, and so actually, as you said, this sort of new formation where it gives Aaron, you know, he's still got that defensive mindedness and he doesn't have to rely so much on his pace as well. And I think that's suited him so well. And as you said, it may, and it also makes him get that left foot. And with someone like yeah. Suchet running in, like as a, as a target man, you know, or, or, or Rice, it's it's working, isn't it? And it's working, as you said. And it seems to be less criticism on Aaron Questrel than there was eighteen months yeah. ago. Yeah, but even he looks better, and he looks a bit different. Yeah, yeah. Like, you know, he looks. He, he just looks a bit like you know reformed, a mini reformed because he wasn't that bad, you know. But he just seems like a new. He looks like a new signing. Yeah, totally, that, totally. Yeah. And also, you're right with like with not being eaten, like you know he was always injured, wasn't he? Like for the yeah. last couple of years, really. And Touchwood, he's had a good run. You know, hasn't been injured yeah. really since the new system's come into play. And so, yeah, as long as that mate continues, that's that's fine by me. Right, so we put the magic man in, uh, Mr. Cresswell. Uh, who's next? Who's next, Johnny? Next, there uh, was used to be the only name that ever went in the back of any of my jerseys, Joe Cole. Joe Cole, Joey Cole. God bless him. Unbelievable. Great player, great man, great player. Uh, oh, I like uh, just uh, even from I'll never forget like one of them trips up to uh, the the local bar in Newtown Butler with my dad of a Friday evening to watch West Ham. But it was actually this time it was for it was a Friday evening um the Youth Cup final. And yes. Remember, remember it was up at Upham Park. I remember there was that big of a crowd. Yeah. People was coming in and sitting down with the advertising boards at their back. You know. Oh, it was mental. Did we play? It was a Coventry. Coventry, yeah, and it was a good Coventry side, good yeah, Coventry side. Even, Chris you know, Kirkland in goal. Even then, you were like, "Oh my God, is this? You know, is this boy actually going to play yeah. for West Ham?" Like, and, like he, the way he stood up. You remember we used to say, like, the way we stood up um, when he become captain of that relegation team. You mm. know, always believe in Cole. You know, remember the Spatula <laughs> Spatula Gold song he used to be playing out. He was yeah, he yeah. was unbelievable. You know, it's just a pity he went down. He had to go, etc. But I think he was Mister West Ham before Mark Noble. You know, yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and obviously then he came back, isn't it? And again, yeah. like, and and I think we've obviously we said about like Shaka, he left and came back, and it, and I, I think doing that gives you like an extra like five points in the sort of West Ham stakes. You know what I mean? It's like, because you, it seems like you're coming home. So it's almost like more than, you, you can't really do any harm coming back because it's like you're coming back home. So it's like, you know, well done. You know, you can do whatever you want. You can take, take the family. He's so, he's so, he's so passionate about it because I think it was yeah. one, one of the games last year. Yeah. Because I went to Everton away. We got beat. Was three three nil last year. I brought me wee brother, and uh, we were absolutely pathetic. Early game, early game on the Saturday. But I think yeah. maybe we were on BT Sport. Maybe two weeks later or whatever. And we knew Pellegrini was going to sort of get the bullet. But uh, he was on, and he did the whole talk about you know being a sporting director for this mm-hmm. club and all. And you could see it in him. Like you know, yeah. I'd say if the club ever came asking him, we need you. I'd say go, he go straight away. You know, I, I I see him in the same mold as Scott Parker. Do you know how Scott yeah. Parker sort of? I could see, you know, Joe seems to be one of those guys. He's got an incredible football head. He's great on those BT sports, you know, like the analyst stuff. 
stuff and by all accounts at the moment he's doing a bit of traveling around and 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 sort of learning from other countries you know, he's in he's in he's in dubai at the moment bless him um very nice too um and they all seem to be in fucking dubai at the moment i don't know what's going on in the world but uh, yeah. yeah exactly yeah so he's, he's there so um yeah no so it's it's i think he's one of those guys who i think wherever he um decides to start his sort of obviously he did a bit of coaching for chelsea and stuff but if he you know if he went into coaching you know a premier league club or managing sort of you know champ like a bit like rooney does now i think that i think that's going to be his path really it seems to be the path he wants to take and uh and and who knows who knows yeah one day day he may come back for the third time um right okay so joe's who's next who's next Uh, yeah, all-time, well, will be my all-time ever West Ham favourite player, Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble. Um, yeah. Every, I say, every jersey, I think, from he started playing, I, I, w- I won't get anybody else printed on the back. So every jersey I've bought <laughs> in the last 10 years has been Mark Noble on the back of it. Uh, he's just, he's, he's unbelievable. Like, But I suppose my only bugbear, and I suppose people will be listening since she's just, you know, uh, people, the amount of abuse he gets, for being like you know i can't get over on, tw- on twitter that's the only thing at least it used to be great cfax 302 and that was the only <laughs> news you got now it's like it's like twitter every two seconds but yeah. uh, like even monday night a prime example sticky old game wet pitch you know it, it was hard for lanzini and them guys to get involved mark noble was head and shoulders above he the rest was, even you know like in the stories and i think it gets an awful hard time for the west ham fans but he he is like he's he's he bleed carton and blue, you know. Yeah, no, he does. He does, and, and actually, I, I was on um, I was on Young Jake Cox's show. Well, I was, I was listening to it, and I, I like to get involved. Um, on West Ham unofficial, and he was talking about they had a couple of Stockport guys on there, and um, and that game was just perfect, Mark Noble, because it's like it wasn't, it wasn't pace, it wasn't a stupid pace. It was, it was old school. I mean, I, I made a point to say, you know, when was the last time you saw a proper sliding tackle in the Premier League? I yeah. can't remember. He must yeah, have done half a dozen that game, like proper old school, you know, where you just almost go into the hoardings. You got, you know, yeah. like one side is, you know, old school. Obviously, you probably see it with the kids. You know, one yeah. side is all completely, you know, brown with <laughs> the grass coming flaying up. Exactly. Yeah. And it was like, yeah, go on, Mark. And that was like, that was good, as I said. And I think, I think he's, you know, I think he, you know, he knows his role now. He's, he's a, He's a twenty-minute man now. You know, I, I wouldn't necessarily start him. I don't think he's a starter. No. Um, I think he he comes on. He, he he sort of yeah for twenty minutes to go and just tightens it all up. And I know there's a bit of bit of funny. You know, some people a bit funny about you know when he comes on the pitch and Dex gives him his armband. And I think that's fantastic respect. And that shows yeah. you know how much respect Declan Rice has for Mark Noble and how much of a great man he thinks he yeah, is. Yeah, he's like common. he's like you know as Declan Rice is becoming the midfielder he is. Because yeah. hopefully people will appreciate this because he's learned stuff of Mark yeah. Noble. Yeah, you know, that's yeah, yeah. May, yeah, that's the way I'd be looking at it. You know, maybe I'm wrong, but no, I agree. I I, that's that's my thing. There's this circle of life, and 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 Mark Noble learned how to be a captain and a, and a player from Scott Parker. And so I think yeah. there's this, you know, people moan about Scott, and I think actually, you know, he's he's molded Mark Noble, who's then molded Declan Rice, and yeah. you know, and it's and I, I think it's. Uh, I, I imagine he'll be getting, he'll have an extension until next season. Um, yeah, and then probably and, and because like you can't just let you know. No, you can't well, just let him go. Like, no fans. Know, there's not like every crisis that we've ever had. 
he's been there, you know, as a yeah. for the fans, standing, for, you know, and I think that's why he's he's vitally important that you know whatever whatever he wants to do for the club going forward, I think should be totally locked into, yeah. you know. Yeah, definitely. I, I liken him to like Doctor Who in that he regenerates himself. So he's like gone through about seven regenerations of a player. You know, yeah. he started box to box and he went to different, now he's still playing a, a number 10 role. And, you know, it's it's crazy to think that. But uh, he's a great, you know, and obviously speaking to um, people about, you know, about Mark and people who've worked with him, whether it's coaching or whether they've played with him, um, that they talk about what a great man he is and, and just a great captain and a great leader. And actually, you know, I think there's something really, really special about him in the fact that he's a West Ham fan and he's playing for the club he supports. And doesn't matter what people might moan about Mark Noble, you cannot moan about his commitment. He will always put 100... It's the same as if you put on the West Ham shirt and go out of the cloud, you know, go out of London Stadium. You'd, you might, you know, me, I wouldn't be able to run after about you in lockdown about 15 minutes that's me like you know i'm yeah. done you know I'll, I'll have a i'll have a concussion and you take me out or whatever and i'll be out for three weeks but um but yeah you wouldn't i should probably more like craig dawson and what needs some sugar you know just like yeah, nice. yeah. but it's funny like as i'm actually uh connor i i get on well with uh well don't we just know each other through a mutual friend connor coventry yeah, and, yeah. Uh, great great yeah like and that's it they sent me this top of the usual number to have on your shirt if it yeah, wasn't but, connor yeah, yeah. But as like as I'd always say to him, you know, when just chatting about things and that, and I would say, if you're ever, if you're thirty or forty percent of what Mark Noble did for West Ham, don't worry, we'll all be happy, you know. Yeah. That's yeah. That's well, that's the thing, and I think that's the thing. I think you know, we, we, I mean, Connor's, you know, he's been injured and he's coming back again soon. And I think you know, you know, I think tactic, you know, you think with someone like Snoddy going, that frees up that spot on the bench yeah. for Connor Coventry to come in and. And I think you know he's he's the guy. I think they see as you know he's he's the next sort of youngster coming through properly. Mm. Obviously, he's had sort of bits and starts and with injury and stuff. But um, yeah, I mean with well, Mark, my, my my a good friend of mine would be the Republic of Ireland under nineteen manager Tom Moan, and yeah. it, he said if Connor keeps going the way he is, he says, and he said this is a massive statement to make. He said that uh, he'd be on par with uh, Michael Carrick. He says, he says, he says, I really, really believe that. And like the same guy actually reckons uh, the day that ha the day Harry Maguire signed for United for seventy million, he texts me and he says, Johnny, if Harry Maguire is worth seventy million as the best centre half in England, he says Declan Rice is a hundred and twenty million oh, the best centre back. He, you know, so it's funny. Like, so it's, it'll be interesting. Look, at, I hope that happens. I hope that I hope Declan Rice stays and doesn't go anywhere for even five hundred million. And I hope yeah. Conor Coventry he's in the middle of the park playing for yeah. West Ham and maybe a future Ireland player. If he yeah, definitely, definitely. Yeah, no, totally. And I think. But I think also I think that's the thing about the thing about Mark is as I said you know he's a fan and 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 having a fan who plays for your club who's your mm. captain who's your only person you play any club you played for is is an incredible thing. Um, I mean I was obviously fortunate enough to to still be at London Stadium every game and um, I had the pleasure last season of of, of watching. Well, not really watching him, but I was like, yeah, I wasn't really paying much attention to the game. But I was watching Mark Noble, who was he was I think it was a Chelsea game. We won three two, and Yama scored like the last yeah. minute, and um, he wasn't playing, so he was sat, you know, in the uh, disabled area because there was all the seats are spaced out in two meters already because of the, yes. the wheelchair access. So he was there, David Martin, and he was watching it like you were watching it. Yes, he was I watching that game like a fan, and you know when someone says, "Oh, he's a fan," oh yeah, whatever, but. 
for that, I was like, do you know what? He is a, I know he's a proper fan, but I, I've seen it with my eyes now. Yeah. He was watching the game. He was kicking the wall, shouting at the ref, like cheering, you know, and it was, it was lovely to say, I'd love to have someone to have filmed him, you know, as like an, you know, one of these sort of men at the end of his career, they could watch it just doing, you know, good goggle box yeah, type thing. Yeah. It'd be Hopefully brilliant. They wouldn't know, could be hidden camera, maybe it has done. <laughs> yeah, no, I wouldn't think so. We're not, because like, you can only have 300 <laughs> people in the ground at the moment. So, yeah, <laughs> they'd wait, no disrespect, I think they'd waste the cameraman on, on Mark where they had like all the, all different <laughs> angles of like VAR and shit like that. Yeah. But, uh, Right, we'll put Mr. No, Mr. West Ham, Mark Noble, Mr. Modern Day West Ham. Who is next then? Yeah, uh, so they'll say you'll never ever forget your first game. Uh, went in a, about an hour and a half early before the Villa game and uh, bought in the, in the wee prefab of a club shop, bought yeah. uh, the, uh, the the autograph book, you know, the wee claret and blue one yeah. with West Ham. Walked in, players were doing the warm up, Harry called them off, and uh, Stevie Lomas. Uh, came over oh. and started signing autographs and uh, got his autograph and I, I tried in, as an eight-year-old to try and explain real quickly that we come over from Ireland to watch the game and he says that's great tap me in the head and he's enjoy yourself fella and I was like right so oh. then you, you, can't, you know like you, you, you can't not put him in you know uh, yeah. and a great I, once again great servant for the club you know, played in many positions, did, you know, played in roles where he probably shouldn't have played in, but mm. he, he gave it all every time he was on the field, you know. Without a doubt, without a doubt. And I think, you know, he and that's why I love doing these 11 shows because, like, there's players who, you know, there, there are players like Mark who always gets picked and, and Rio, but, like, Christian Daly, Steve Lomas, I mean, these guys were, like, servants of the club. You know, they were proper... <laughs> unsung heroes and Lomi as you said it was a, it was a good captain for us as well when he captained he was as you said he played all over the pitch again a guy you wouldn't question his commitment at all he was absolutely brilliant um I want to get him on the show soon because when we interviewed Razor <laughs> Razor um put put an allegation um to to me that, that um razor was um it was a christmas christmas uh, do um at west ham one of those famous christmas parties which no one has anymore now it seems yeah. um and and he was arrested for someone throwing a, a bottle at a police car and um he didn't say specifically who it was he said he, <laughs> he took the rap for someone <laughs> but then he said and then the first person he picked on the team sheet was steve lomas and oh. then he paused paused very quick and and I have seen Steve, you know, in in like around Loughton and stuff at times, and yes. he's got a temper. He's got a temper, let's be honest. But he's um, a <laughs> yeah, he's a redhead, isn't he? Uh, he's Irish redhead, bless him. But uh, no, he's a fantastic. He was a fantastic servant for us and a real unsung hero. And uh, yeah, it's a great shout. It's a great shout. It's a great story. And that's why I love doing it because all these little anecdotes when you've met, you know, Steve, Stevie, and Steve's come over you enjoy yourself. Uh, well, yeah, it's st stuck with you for for you know. 20 odd years you know it's it's incredible isn't it um exactly. the impact that players have on 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 sort of you know youngsters and that's why that's what i don't like about modern football i don't think i don't think modern day footballers as approached like as a whole are as approachable as as like you know if i was walking down the road now although you can't really uh you can't walk anywhere but pre-covid and uh i think well first you wouldn't see anyone any professional players anymore yeah. they'll be living in canary wharf in their uh, beautiful apartments and fair play to them they got the dollar yeah. you know I, i've seen the pictures go around twitter of, of um raheem sterling's uh pace lip um which someone sent me today which is incredible um but you know fair play if you had that money i wouldn't be living in all church i'd be living in a in you know somewhere in canary wharf um 
but uh but yeah you know as i said sort of shaka hislop seen in doing his big shop or you know you'd see steve as stevie lomas walking around Loughton, or you know you would see these these players and they were so approachable as they said you know when stevie came up to you gave that yeah. sort of 30 seconds of his time but that stayed with you for a lifetime that's mental that's oh, mental when you think about that doubt, yeah but the only thing is i think you know it's funny uh we went to the same again the Everton game last year you know and yeah. as I say for James like James was going as his first away game we were on the road that morning from half three and uh, and through a contact Snoddy uh, Snodgrass got us tickets you know for the match because I thought we yeah. were going to get them and anyway um, after the game the whole West Ham guys it came out of the out of the out of Goodison but they all stopped for pictures yeah, and yeah, yeah. you know, there's not many clubs now. Nah, that, you right. know, it's the earphones in, and uh, two of the guys, I think Andy Graham, friends out there on Twitter, they have some great photos of uh, the kids, his kids with the uh, with Deck and Rice and that. You know, things like that yeah. is like the, as you said, a lasting memory, but but more so now when it's not done. It's, yes, it's not the know, norm. It yeah. makes it even bigger, like you know. And I think part of the reason is. Is because of people like Mark Noble and Declan Rice. Yeah. I, I I I see Declan Rice as, as an old head on a on a young body. Yeah. He's a bit old, he's very old school in terms of the way he talks and interacts with people, and so snotty. And you know, I think we're quite fortunate. We have a, a lot of well, we have until Snoddy left, but we had a lot. We've got a lot of clubmen. You know, guys yeah, who are good yeah, clubmen. Yeah. And and I think, as you said, it's not the headphones. I mean, we had. I mean, this goes. This this will go out after this episode, but we've got a, a you know. Possibly one of my one of my idols um, would have been we'd have interviewed it would have been released but I won't say who it is because then you know because I'm keeping it yeah. quiet. Um, but he was saying that it's not like you know when he was pre-match it was spe- there was a speaker in the corner some would put a CD in and the tunes would be banging and, it, and everyone have a giggle and stuff like that. Nowadays he says you go into a dressing room and they've all got the headphones they're all in their little bubbles and there's not that camaraderie that team spirit um and and again that's why i think we're doing quite well because we are a bit old school in that respect yeah. we have that team spirit and so it's um it's just it's, it's it's when you think about it it's like i think yeah as you said people like steve lomas um people like christian daly as well as now people like noble and stuff they're the guys who are just you know they're, they're sort of the old school and they're a dying breed unfortunately but um but yeah Oh well. well, we're glad to have them. Yeah. We're glad, exactly. Thank you. We're glad to have them. That's a positive note, right? Okay, so we've got Joe Carl, we've got Noble, we've got Lomas. Who's next, man? Another funny story. Uh, it made me first holy communion. Decided that the next trip over to West Ham, I'd get all my pocket money and buy the brand new uh, weight kit. I think it was the the white pony one. So it's got this man printed on the back: Sinclair number eight, socks, oh. shorts, and the whole lot. And uh, never forgot it. But came home a month later. My mother put it, and you know one of them f- cookers. You know you can put the clothes on the top of them. Yeah. Fell down. The jersey burnt her crisp. <laughs> <laughs> and it was that really polyester one. So it probably oh, went, and I went oh. I've, always, I've always tried to, you know, the sweet Trevor, you know, to say, Are you hardly of a Sinclair number eight? I'd love to get it signed or whatever. But I, I found one. I'm a big into my retro jerseys. So I found a white one on eBay only a few months ago. So I have it there. Mm. I'm going to get Sinclair eight on it. And my mother said, She'll pay for the framing if she wants because I never let her live it down. I said, I'm not letting you near me clothes ever again. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. No, yeah. But, uh, but on the football terms, like you know, it's still you could. I just remember that pass, like into the canyon, 
you know, for that against Wimbledon. Unbelievable. You know, same mm-hmm. again, Trevor, up and down the wing. C- commitment to the club, you know, still to this day, speaks yeah. to about West Ham 110% with good words. Uh, you know, it, it, it was part of that team, like, you know, there, like Joe Cole and Lomas and Sinclair, the, the Intertoto Cup team. Yeah. You know, when we, yeah. we were flying, you know, and it's the same again, we weren't afraid of anybody because we were playing that good of football. Well, you know, we take on anybody. Mm. Yeah, it's a good point, actually, like looking back at that in comparison to now, because obviously we've had Trevor on the on the, on the on the show a few times, actually. Trev's, I mean, as I said, he's like, you know, it's, it, again, it's one of those weird ones. I mean, I, I mean I've, I'll show you, I've got my 11 here, wait up. <laughs> So this is this is my eleven. So I got it all done up by Steve. Oh, it's, it's, you know, and uh, and yeah, there, he's, he, there he is. There's the man. He's in my eleven. And um, and what I think about Trev is um, when you know when I first started this show and I was like I started doing this and I put my eleven together. Didn't I? I didn't think for a second that I'd get someone like Trevor Sinclair on the show. Firstly, yeah. and then he not just once. I think he's been on the show two. Yeah, at least twice he's been on the show, and it's like it's mental because he's like he's he's genuinely the nicest guy in football. He really is, and um, and he's absolutely passionate about West Ham as a club and its supporters. Um, and considering you know he's played for QPR and uh, and Man City and and Blackbeard's obviously his son plays for back for under 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 sixteens, I think fifteen sixteens. Um, he is absolutely one. He's you know he we around the stadium now they've got these sort of like stickers like panini stickers of like legends yeah of like 125 years and like one gate one like pretty much I, i've walked around because i was like everyone's all moaned because everyone's all so oh fucking lampard there oh, you know so i walked around there to look and, and i saw some i took some pictures of so a couple of them and uh i took one for bish and i took one for trev and i sent it to him i said look Front, front and center, because he is. I think he's basically as you walk, as you walk over the bridge where the big screen is. I think there's Bobby, and I think he's next to Bobby Moore. <laughs> and, he, right. and literally, he was like, unfucking believable. Honestly, he's like that. He's one of the best, biggest honors he's ever had. I've ever had in my life. I was like, really? It's like you know, you think you think footballers don't necessarily you know, nowadays don't see it as necessarily a passion, but as a career. But but he is just epitomised, you know, as as a West Ham as West Ham man, and um, yeah, he's been like we did that. Like I remember, we he's been actually he's been on three times. I've had him three times. We had one's in the game show with Jimmy Walker, um, oh, Jimmy Walker, Kevin Keane, and Steve Jones for a charity thing we did, which was great. And then we did a whole night about him. And I messaged him to say, look, Trev, I'm doing this night. I did one for Johnny Arts on the week before, and John sent a little video. I said, could you send me a little video? And he went, yeah, send me the link as well, and I'll pop on, and I'll have a, I'll, 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 you know, like one of these links. I'll have a, I'll have, and I'll come in and I'll listen. And he, he turns up, and he actually comes into his own bloody, like, show. And I didn't tell any of the others, and they were like, I've never seen them so quiet and, like, like awestruck like proper fanboys yeah yeah he's top mate he doesn't have to do anything like that but as you said the way he interacts with people on twitter and you know well obviously you know he'll be in the you know johnny lisa's johnny's 11 including trevor's and trevor will like it retweet it because he you know he's a top man and uh yeah he's he's a fantastic he was a fantastic player and you know a brilliant and that he said that sort of intertoter cup you're totally right that era was just phenomenal and it was that was my favorite time to be a west ham fan i think 
hopefully, uh, yeah, hopefully now will be, but then it was, yeah. That's what I'm saying. Like, you know, so like growing up there, like when when you're that team going and you like Freddie Canudi, you players oh. like that, you know, and you just it was it was a new era for sort of West Ham, you know, was it that was unfortunately was we probably didn't push on yeah from that, but that team at that time was real hard. You know, for what real good West Ham players, you know, that Definitely. was exceptionally, you know, that's a, just a pity we didn't get a cup run or we didn't get, you know, a domestic trophy like that game. The, the Villa, remember where we screwed up on the cup with the registration, yeah, yeah. I think was the the Warren Cup at the time it was called, you know, or even when we beat uh, United, the, the famous Bartes. Yeah, I don't want to cope with that team like we could have That's a good point. That is a good point. I, I forget about yeah, you forget about it. It was the, it was the quarterfinals, I think, wasn't it? Or something yeah, like that yeah, with Villa. Yeah. And then we ended up replaying and losing. Um again, just that's just West Ham. Yeah. Isn't it? Dreams fading and dying because Manny on the minimum. I forgot it forgot that when he's at Gillingham, what team it what match it was, you know. Like, oh, hell, you know what I mean? I should really track him down. It'd be quite funny to do an alert to do him and just say, "What were you thinking? What were you thinking, man? He could be double double booked for the same night, and he wouldn't exactly, know." Exactly. Yeah. Yeah. He's, yeah. You say, "Yeah, I'm sorry, I'm busy doing something else and doing something behind United instead." Um, right. So, uh, right, put tricky Trevin. Um, yeah. Who's next, man? Who we got? Uh, the one and only Paulo Di Canio. Yeah. On on unbelievable. That's the, he's he's actually you'd be speechless. You know, think he's thinking about him. He's on uh, when he came to West Ham. Like, when I suppose, no, everybody remember the Sheffield United thing the white boots pushing over the referee. Mm-hmm. Same again, only West Ham could sign him. Do you know, yeah, yeah. this this absolute nutter. And what he become for our club was just on uh, unbelievable. Like, we'll, we'll never see the likes of him again. Well, we did with Dimitri, but only the, the terms he left yeah, was, on, uh, yeah. uh, you know, different as well with, with, with Pyatt, I think. Yeah, just with the, like, as I say, he uh, the, what, what service he gave us and like the things he did in the Claret Blue short was just it was cr- it was crazy. Yeah, it was, and, and you're right. I mean, like, yeah, and it's like I always think that Pyatt's probably technically the best player I've ever seen at West Ham, but I think. Yeah. For me, the, the, my favorite, my favorite player was Dicanya because yeah, he was technical. I maybe not as technically gifted as Payet, but he had that passion and he had that entertainment value. And and in all this, in all honesty, football, yeah, it's about entertainment, and you know that's why it was so important that we had the Premier League back up. You know, everything with COVID and stuff like that is important that we were doing the Premier League because people want to be entertained and. That period, you'd go to a game, or you'd watch a game, as you said, or yeah, when you when you did sort of get at City Clock to, to to fly over and watch a game, and you didn't know what was going to happen. Yeah, you know, it was like, you know, and, and for you know, what Paolo is going to turn up today? Is it going to be the the genius? Is it going to be the impetuant child? Is it going to like you know? Ideally, you want a bit of both. You want you know a bit you know to really have a good soap opera you want him being on top form but getting kicked all the time and then being like the petulant little kid afterwards and doing the mamma mia and stuff like that and no he was brilliant absolute box office yeah just like even remember remember he refused was he refused to go to newcastle or sunderland so he did remember it was a bit crazy he wouldn't go go. and then remember we played played sunderland in the cup real early one morning um i think it was the same that the same year that actually do we beat United and then did we get to Sunderland? We played them away. I and can't forget, remember. The game Someone will say it in the comments. So, yeah, yeah don't worry. And, uh, and he came, like, it was on, like, oh, something like that. But that goal against Wimbledon, 
like it was that'll be when we're dead and gone and when the next generation yeah. dead and gone like that'll be that was just between him and Trev that was perfection well that crazy. that goal that goal right we had um we had Ian Foyer on former reserve team goalkeeper big up big Ian the big yet American guy top top bloke and and he takes full credit for that goal he <laughs> Well, I was interviewing me. We saw about his 11 year old And by the way, Russ, in his like Yankee accent, I take full credit for that goal he scored against Wimbledon because apparently he was Paolo was doing it in training on the Friday, like trying it. Yes. And he, and he was hitting it, and sometimes he weren't, and sometimes he was. And then he made Ian stay for about three hours after after everyone else had finished. Doing and that. he got some some youth team bloke to just literally lob up three hours. Three hours he was doing it. And apparently although I haven't watched the clip because you don't see the clip when he scores, he, you know, he does the, you know, like all yeah. that. Apparently then he runs down the touchline and points at Ian and says, that's for you. But I can't see, I can't find that bit <laughs> anywhere. I'm not saying he's a liar because he's yeah. about seven foot, but, um, but then I could, I could see that because like, you know, you think about that, the construction of that goal, unless they've been practicing that Trevor would never have thought about putting that yeah, ball so like that across. Do you know what I mean? So there was always, and, and Trevor said, yeah, we were, practicing that type of thing in in training but but i think oh, that's how, how that, that, like that team like you know you'll always think of the feel of jersey and the you know yeah. the stripes and it was yeah. one of like they, they were liable to do like five four v bradford they were yeah. you know you'd still Fra frank was still with us like for the team that had like, one day they could have beat they could have beat madrid and the next day they could have lost to bradford you know they, they were yeah. a crazy phenomenal team you know yeah, and I, I mean, H says it. We've had, we've had H on the on the channel, and he's like that period. He goes, yeah, if we just done this and did that, he says we would have. You, he reckons yeah. we would have probably we would have done something. And I mean, Trevor as well. You know, when we finished that season fifth, he said, you know, if Harry didn't let us go out every Tuesday night, who knows? Yeah. But then talking to no. Razor about it, I said, look, that's what Trev said. He went, yeah, that's but at the end of the day. Probably. Yeah, he said, he said it helped. He said it, it means that yeah, I wouldn't. I'd have. A, I know I was going to have a beer on a Tuesday, so it wouldn't happen on a Friday, Saturday night. Because Nino's coming on the tube, and it's like, oh, you sort of both both sides. But yeah, again, it was just a fantastic time to be a West Ham fan, and uh, and again, they're just the personalities. You said Di Canio, Sinclair, uh, you know, Moncur. You had you know Razor. You had some great Ian Wright. You had some great that sort of period. Oh, Pierce. I mean, he's in what he's, he's in my eleven. I thought he was, as I said to someone before the other day. Um, I love a centre back who can play up front. It always, it's always good for the old fantasy football league or like championship manager, isn't it? Like him. Never and that game against Spurs. Remember that's it, oh. it was a Sunday midday game, and him. I'd call it BBC. I'll never forget BBC Five Live, and you know Ian Pierce has now moved up because of the injury crisis, and like, yeah. did he score that day? I think he scored. I think he scored. Yeah. I'm pretty sure, yeah. And um, yeah, I love that. It was good for the old fantasy football league, and yeah. uh, it's always good on Championship Manager because you know you can <laughs> throw him up front for five minutes to get him. Him and Chris Sutton, but the, yeah. the, the great pairing because you could put an auxiliary forward straight away. But yeah, Twin Towers. yeah, it's fan. I love it. Oh, it's so funny. But that's why I love just chatting about the old days, and you forget. You know, as I said, like people like Ian Pierce. You know. You know, he's he deserves it. I think I think he's recruit head of recruitment at West Brom now. Well, he yeah, was. I don't know if he's still there. I don't know if he's still now because he obviously with, with Slav and Julian going. Yeah. But um, maybe I can, oh, he might be there next on Tuesday. We never know when, when Big Sam returns. Um, right, so we will put the Canio in. Uh, one more spot. Yeah, one more spot. I think. Jim, you know who we're going to thank? Yeah, last one. Uh... Was I was going to put anybody here? I couldn't think of who, but uh, there was one man that I wanted to get included, and uh, Big Bad John. Ah, oh, 
You'll just oh, get you, you're 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 a, you're a, you're a like merchant here because John's a big yeah. fan of the channel as well. So you've done well there. You've done yeah. well, big John. You know, I I'll never I never get as uh, was on with Rio's money and that. Yes, one of them things. I'll never forget, uh, you know, the, the him and Kits have been saying. I think I put it up on Twitter there. I, I think you seen me tweet last night, you know. Yeah. You'll never forget one of them signings that, from West Ham, you know, the Kits and the Hearts, and, and they just gel straight away. Like the Monday night, these spores, you know, oh. remember Julian smashed the penalty. And it was too, it, it probably, Sacco and Valencia maybe was going to be a good pair, but never really worked out. But I can't think, and people will obviously comment differ, like, but that was probably one of the best strike forces we've had. In the you know, kids area, and yeah. hearts, and they're yeah. unbelievable. Like, and he just, he, 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 it's the same again. Time, the move came at the right time for John. West Ham came at the right time for John Hart. Yeah. I think he said that in his interviews before, too. You know, yeah. he was getting fed up at Arsenal and it gave him a new lease of life. And I think he got on well with us so well. And it's just a showed in the football field, you know. Yeah, he did. Yeah. He said, I mean, when we had, when he, we had him on the channel as well, and, and he was saying yeah. that, um, you know, he, because I was talking about obviously going through because I think he was our record signing, or it was like, or there was something. It was like you know there was a, you know he, I don't know. I think when he left for Luton for Arsenal, he became the world's most expensive teenager, I think, and then he became the, the our record signing. He went to Wimbledon, was Wimbledon's record yeah, signing did. as well. We either sold him for seven and a half million. Yeah, I think and we so, sold him maybe for him. Forget what I it think, was. Yeah, I remember something like that already. Yeah, sorry. So he he'd always have that sort of you know sort of mantle of some sort of record. He's yeah. he's uh, he said so. It was a bit of a head fuck to be perfectly honest all the time. Um, and yeah, I mean that first season. I mean the first season and that first full season. Um, yeah, he was just unstoppable. Second season, he got a bit, in, you know, a little bit funny. He got put on a bit of what I can't really speak, but he put on a little bit of weight yeah. and stuff. And by his own admission, he sort of looked, clocked out a little bit. Um, but he was just. When he was on, and we we did a we did a night for him as well, and you know we saw it with all his goals, and they weren't. I mean, I had this perception of John's goals always being like bullet headers, but they weren't. They were like it was a lot, a lot sort of drives, and a lot of times he'd hit the ball so hard the keeper would get something yeah. to it, but it was too. It wasn't enough. Um, but he spoke about that goal, that Tottenham goal, saying you know when he when he and he lined up when they went through the tunnel, he saw he he knew he was going to score. He's like I saw Campbell's name on the team sheet, and I've I had his I had his number, every, and I knew when that ball came over. He said, "He said I'm going to smash." He, he knew he's gonna, what he's going to do, and he's going to take Campbell into the net as well, and he did. And his agent went, "When you, if you score, grab the badge and kiss That's him." Right, he, he, say, yeah. And he went, "To be honest, I completely forgot, but I did it." And then my agent went, "Oh, well done." And I was like, oh, yeah. "I didn't remember, to be honest." But yeah, top bloke, top bloke. And and when we interviewed him, you know, go back and watch it because he does the crossed hammers and his arms are like, he's, he's been working out basically, yeah, like, massive, like bigger than my thighs. Absolutely massive arms. Yeah, and I think he, yeah, he actually, he's, he's, he's on Twitter though, I think he got a new knee, knee, knee replacement or he got something. He did, done. yeah, at the moment, yeah. Yeah, that's, yeah. yeah. So, but, is it, like, but the goals he scored, and the same again, like, I think, you know, from that team, you'll see that, you know, I was into sort of a, and and not the knowledge team, but like going back a few few years, but uh, like even the madness, like of him and him and Kitson signing together, like and you know straight into the squad when yeah. like that we were lucky in that generation because we were probably you'll never ever see you'll never see that in football again you know saying that the way saying maybe a Friday night throw in and a Monday night no. you know that was that was when football was football you know true and it's it's funny because you interview a lot of people and they they talk about I think we interviewed um oh. 
the best one we interviewed was uh i mean leroy rossini did the same thing i think they signed him on the friday and he turned up for the game on saturday thing and he, he was given the number nine shirt and was starting um neil Mella was the best one neil Mella was the best one because neil Mella. We'd signed him on loan. Road would sign him on loan. Even the boss, wasn't he or something? Yeah, he was. He signed him from Liverpool, and then he said um, they were playing Preston, and Road went, "Oh, don't bother coming down and going up. We'll pick you up." Him, you know, they picked him up at a a service station outside. I think they trained in Derby's, and so literally, he, he turned up with his boots. He got onto the training field on the Friday and basically rode us at the team and he was starting and he hadn't even got onto the training pitch yet. So he'd already yeah. fucked off David Connolly because he was. Well, that's, yeah, because that's the, I remember because that was an, and I remember going to me, uh, to me aunties to watch the game because it's sky because you know, obviously, it was yeah. a we couldn't have skied yeah, so yeah. the country would have the satellite for, but uh, we went into town and watched the match. And uh, the first thing, because the Division One obviously started the week before the Premiership, yeah. and the yeah. next morning it was the papers was about. Conley, Conley going to quit after one game. Or yeah. Conley, if, if you don't, if you don't use me, lose me. Or something yeah. Like that there. Oh, it was brilliant. It was brilliant, and he just said, "Yeah, you know, I mean, he was a, Neil was a lovely bloke, and he just said you know, that whole sort of period, Glen Road, he's like, he's like, we once got changed. He says we once turned up to a game in our kit. We was playing Rotherham. We got changed, and he didn't. And Glen Road didn't fancy the the changing room, so he made That's us right, change. Yeah made us change in the hotel and he says and then can you imagine like what like if i did that and then like the rotherham lot were like well is our changing room's not good enough for west Ham?" you know it's like they already got them up against us it's like he didn't think he just didn't think as a manager but yeah no i love it and and yeah it's as you said sort of signing someone on a friday and then playing on the starting on the saturday it's especially at two as well you know in kitson and artson but yeah. uh yeah that's a phenomenal signing wasn't it as you said like in terms of a partnership, yeah, after McAvee and Cotty, they're probably in, in the modern day. That's it, isn't it? It's yeah. them two. And so you can't really think of any peripheral, you know, like because the no. can you would no real partner or such, no. you know, like one chump Paulo was there, like, but you know, there was no real connection or so because the can you could have been down any end of the field, you know. The one that would have been, which never was, which I think they played like three or four times together, was Ashton and Bellamy. Because yeah. that, that was that was the plan, clearly. But but nowadays you don't get a pairing, do you now? It's like, you know, in the modern day, you don't get an SAS or you don't get a you know, or so I can think of the top of my head, SAS or you know, you don't get those sort of you know uh yeah, pairing, yeah it's now, isn't it? well it's just I suppose going forward, you know, it's probably like uh Antonio's playing that role unbelievable, but I suppose as a fan and you know, as someone that wants us to progress, I suppose we just we've never you'd love us to find that strike or that it's gonna get us even between fifteen and twenty goals. Because yeah. we we've never really had one, you know, when obviously we all hoped it worked for Haller. I, I liked the guy, he just it just didn't work out and he, he, was scored, he scored tonight. He scored tonight. Yeah, I've seen that, yeah. But uh, <laughs> going for if if we want to win competitions, we want to win it. I suppose that's where I'm hoping the board, you know, come in and say to David, look at who, who you know, we trust you go out yeah. and get us a goal scorer because that, that's yeah. what we need you know yeah i mean we, we, i remember i remember when we signed chicharito and i thought this is the guy this is it yeah. this is the one and then you think he got him and andy carroll up front oh i'll have some of that but like never worked they never played together but um yeah it's it's, it's one of those things that's always eluded us isn't it and, and every yeah. time every time a striker goes they get they you know all the all the stats come out and how many strikers we've had and da, 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 and now it's unbelievable 
the the last game to the bowling uh, was on the we uh, my, my last game that I went was the Saturday uh, the early kick off against Arsenal you know the three three like and I was like actually we'd all boot and about three and a half weeks before dad decides to go and have a fucking heart attack in the middle of the thing so and he went and got two stents in but we, and I says look are we going or are we not going. He says, if my mother allows, if my, if my, my, my mum allows us, we'll go. So anyway, off we had it, half five flight over that morning. And yeah. uh, I said, Andy Kiar scored that day, pay it. And he says, he says, why? He says, when I'm near on my deathbed, he says, do we West Ham start having a good striker? Like, Kiar that day was unbelievable. <laughs> but then we never seen him then say, you know, after uh, it was just, we've never had one that you can put your finger and say, uh, you know, on the pulse and say, right, I trust this guy to be our number one. And I think that's yeah. been most of our downfall because, like, you look at our back line and our midfield with with plenty, we've just never done a striker, you know? Yeah, true. yeah, it's really true when you think about it. I mean, even like Antonio, Antonio's not a striker. No, no. Like, you know, he's like, he, he's sort of filling in a bit and it's like, if you got if you had a strike, you know, I think I think we'd be it'd be scary if we had a striker because I think the amount of time, amount of, amount of chances. I think about that Man United game a few weeks ago, and the amount of chances we had, and just we couldn't bury him, and we'd have we'd have we'd have done United that day, no problem at all. But that particular first half before they put Rashford and Fernandez yeah. on, um, and and that's but that's that's something which has been a bit. I was gonna say pandemic that's the wrong word but you know uh, epidemic epidemic um you know in the last sort of this season we do create a lot of chances but we just don't have the person to put it in the onion bag consistently um i mean even like you know, everyone was talking about, oh yeah we should get ollie watkins from villa we, you know we, we from before villa got him you know we've yeah, yeah she got for yeah he scored a few goals but he's he's missed a few sitters i know a lot of villa fans are fuming about him because yeah, he's well, he missed his quite a lot and uh I mean, they had Tammy, Tammy Abraham, same bloke. He scored 20 odd goals, but he must have missed like seven. It's like thing. It's, uh, the, the City game was on BT Sport last night. And I was sitting watching and uh, same again. City was getting, Froden was getting chance in after chance. Yeah. And same again, they talked about, you know, the this fake number nine or the, you know, the reverse number nine. And Steve McManaman, now sometimes he, he's coming out with pure tripe, but <laughs> he made a good point. He said, you know, he says, that's what they're missing. Even City, that's what they're missing. A natural striker, you know, Aguero is there where no one else knows to be. Do you know? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think if, if we get one of them, like we'll be all right every season. You know, the is everyone wants one though, isn't it? Everyone yeah, wants one. Well, this is someone. Yeah. Well, as soon as we have a sniff for someone, then someone else will come in and, and I'll, yeah, another two million pound more and fifty grand more. The problem is if we have a sniff of someone, the whole world knows about us. That's a trouble. That is a trouble. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's like we all know we want to get Dia, yeah. and it's like you know, and obviously this would come out. We could well have signed him, or someone else could have yeah. signed him by now. Who knows? But uh, yeah, it's one of those things with West Ham. But you're right. I think everyone, everyone wants that striker. And but you know, the old false nine, Big Sam was doing that years ago. Yeah. Big Sam was doing that years ago with with uh, with Modi Army and whatnot, yeah. and uh, you know. We turn over Spurs are a false nine, but um, yeah, brilliant, Johnny man. Um, thank you so much for your time. Apologies for the technical difficulties as well. Thank you, thank you so much, um, and uh, thanks everyone for listening, um, or watching whatever you do, uh, whatever platform, give it a like, give it a share, and from myself and from uh, Mr. Johnny McManus, take care, everyone, stay safe, wash those hands. Oh, he's doing it already. Come on, you irons, and we'll see you again very, very soon. Take care, everyone, much love.
Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey guys, it is Ryan. I'm not sure if you know this about me, but I'm a bit of a fun fanatic when I can. I like to work, but I like fun too. It's a thing. And now the truth is out there. I can tell you about my favorite place to have fun. Chumba Casino. They have hundreds of social casino style games to choose from with new games released each week. You can play for free anytime, anywhere And each day brings a new chance to collect daily bonuses. So join me in the fun. Sign up now at ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. VTW. Void. We're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions. 18 plus.